Lance and Ringo Tales. Tale 8 When Humans Go Too Far by Bria Burton. A family friendly Halloween story. And so the story begins with an interview. In the living room, I'm sitting at my desk with a notebook and a pen. My pets, Lance and Ringo, are about to explain why they dislike two things, medicine day and playing dress-up. I'm one of their humans. I'll provide a few details from my perspective, too. The male, my husband, and the female, me, are used in place of our real names. Lance, a black-and-white English Springer Spaniel, sits facing the sliding glass door and gazes outside. Ringo, a long-haired gray-and-white domestic cat, lies on his back beside Lance with all four paws in the air. Lance nicknamed the male E for Earthworm Man and me M for Mousy Girl. Ringo refers to the male as Hairball and calls me Catnip. Question for Lance and Ringo. Do you ever have to do things you don't want to do? Woof, only on medicine day. Ringo stretches. The worst day of the month. Lance shudders. It's pretty terrible. I already have a hard time being civil to Hairball, but after he forces me to eat my medicine, I don't come near him all day. Lance scratches his ear with his hind leg. Our humans try to be nice about it. Ringo licks his lips. Catnip gives me extra wet food. That's the only good thing about Medicine Day. Except there was that one time she tried to dress us up afterward. Ringo sits up beside the dog. Oh, that's right. It was Halloween. What's Halloween? I've explained it to you before, remember? It's when humans dress up in costumes and kids go door to door asking for candy. Lance stares blankly. I don't get it. It's a holiday. Oh, never mind. Lance jumps to his feet. Squirrel! It's outside and you're inside. You can't get it. Anyway, the point is that it still haunts me to this day. What? Halloween? No, the time Catnip tried to dress us up. Lance shivers. Me too. The humans try their best. Every month, Lance and Ringo had to take their medicine. The male and I gave them each a pill. Lance's pill prevented heartworm and fleas. Ringo's pill was just flea protection. Typically, the male administered Lance's pill. We wished Lance would eat it as easily as he ate everything else, but he obviously didn't like the taste. We tried to make up for the bad-tasting pill by giving him a yummy treat as soon as he swallowed. Once, we tried dressing him up afterwards since it was Halloween. We thought it might be fun for him and might help him forget about his medicine. I asked Lance to share his experience with Medicine Day and dressing up. Lance wants to be Speed Hound. Isn't he the best? I wagged my tail, eyes locked on the TV screen. My favorite superhero, Speedhound, was chasing a bad guy through the Metropolis City streets. He always caught the bad guy. Lance, shh! Ringo shoved his white paw over my mouth. The little pink pads couldn't cover much. 
Sorry, I mumbled. I'll be quiet. Speedhound raced through the city, his red cape flapping in the wind. I stared, fixated on the billowing cape. What a cool cape, I wish I had one. Shh! Ringo stuffed his fluffy tail in my mouth. I'm trying to watch the show. Stop talking. Mm, I spit out his tail. Fur stuck between my teeth, making my mouth feel hairy. Speedhound sprinted after the bad guy, gaining on him. Then he pounced, knocking the bad guy off his feet. The quick push Speedhound gave him sent the bad guy flying into the back seat of a police officer's car. Thank you, Speedhound. You're welcome, officer. This city is safe once again because of you. Atta boy. The officer flicked a beefy boy treat into the air. Speedhound jumped and caught it in his mouth. My own mouth watered. I want a beefy boy treat. You would. That's the point. It's advertising for the company that makes them, Ringo explained. You only want it because Speedhound is eating it. I licked my lips, imagining the beefy taste on my tongue. Ringo shook his head at me. Or it's because you'll eat anything. A funny smell wafted past my nose. The scent of medicine. Uh-oh, I knew what that meant. Medicine day, I cried. Do you smell it? Ringo covered his nose with his paw. Yep, I guess you don't like to eat everything. E strolled into the room. My favorite male in the whole world was about to make me eat the worst-tasting thing on earth. Here, Lance. He presented a ball of peanut butter sprinkled with cheese. I wasn't fooled. The nasty-smelling pill was in there. I turned up my nose. Come on, Lance. He pushed the cheese-sprinkled peanut butter ball into my mouth. I licked off the yummy toppings first. Then I spit the reeking pill out onto the floor. Lance, you need to take your medicine. He pushed it into my mouth again. It tasted bitter on my tongue. I couldn't help the reflex. I spit the pill out the side of my mouth. It rolled across the room. E chased it down and picked it up. You have to eat it. E was relentless on medicine day. He never gave up. I guess it must be important. He pried my mouth open and pushed the pill into the back of my throat. I gulped. The pill was gone, but that bitter taste lingered. Yuck! Good, Lance. He presented me with a beefy boy treat. Yes, that made it all better. I chomped it down, savoring the wonderful beefy flavor as I walked back to the living room. On TV, Speedhound's theme song played as the credits rolled. I squatted beside Ringo. I want a red cape. Why? he asked. Then I might be as fast as Speedhound. That won't help you. You never know, it might. No. I wouldn't let Ringo's negativity deter me. But how could I get a cape? In the kitchen, I heard rattling sounds. Ringo and I strolled into the room. M stood in the pantry pulling out bags of sweet-smelling stuff. She placed the bags on the counter. Lance, I've got something for you because you were such a good boy and ate your medicine. Ringo jumped onto the counter and sniffed the bags. Candy, it must be Halloween. 
What a weird word. Hello, huh? I tilted my head. Do I really have to explain it again, Lance? Ringo gnawed on the plastic bag. No, Ringo. Get down. M ushered him off the counter. She rummaged through one of the bags. Little brother hopped to the floor and sat next to me. She's giving me candy for being a good boy. I bounced. Ringo shook his head. No, that's not for you. Only humans can eat candy. Oh, I sighed. What will I get? M turned around with a pair of red sunglasses in one hand and a yellow t-shirt in the other. Try these first. She bent forward and placed the sunglasses on my nose. They made everything in the room darker. Ha! She's dressing you up for Halloween! Ringo burst out laughing. Ha 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 Meow, 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 meow. Ha ha ha, meow. I bowed my head, disappointed. No cape. The sunglasses slid off and dropped to the floor with a clacking sound. M put them back on several times, but they kept falling off. She set them on the counter. Let's try this. She brought the yellow t-shirt toward me. E came into the room and helped place my paws through the holes. M slipped my head through the middle. When the t-shirt was on, it felt funny. I don't like wearing this, I whispered to Ringo. He rolled meow, on meow, the meow, floor, meow, snickering meow, and meow, pointing meow. at me. Meow, 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 meow. When I moved, my legs were hindered by the sleeves of the shirt. Walking was awkward. My fur liked to feel the cool air, but the t-shirt made me hot. E folded his arms. He doesn't like it. To my relief, he pulled the t-shirt off of me. I shook out my fur. Thank you, earthworm man. Okay, let's try one last thing. M held up an old towel that I had chewed on as a puppy. There were a few holes in it. At one end, some twine was strung through one of the holes. What's that for? I asked Ringo. I don't know. M tied the twine to my collar. She laid the towel on my back. Ringo hopped to his feet. Lance, it's a cape! I tried to be excited, but the towel looked nothing like Speedhound's cape. His was thin and billowy and bright red. The towel was thick and mangy and off-white. Do you feel like Speedhound? asked Ringo. I sauntered through the house expecting to feel the towel flowing behind me. It didn't move. Not really. I liked the sunglasses better. At least they were red. The Humans Battle Ringo Ringo doesn't do well on Medicine Day. The few times I've tried to give him his pill without any help, I spent 20 minutes chasing him around the room. With the male's help, it goes much smoother. As a treat, and to make sure he has a full stomach, I give Ringo extra stinky food afterward. That's our term for his wet food. He loves his stinky food. At the sound of the spoon hitting his dish, he rushes into the dining room. He gobbles it all down in less than a minute. As another treat, I thought Ringo might enjoy dressing up too. It was Halloween after all. I asked Ringo to describe his experience with Medicine Day and dressing up. 
Ringo's Rebellion. For once, I pitied my big brother. He stood there with his eyes downcast in his mangy towel that in no way resembled Speedhound's cape. Sorry, Lance. It's okay, Ringo. I shouldn't have expected our humans to know what I wanted. They actually got pretty close, so I should be happy about that. He forced a smile. I didn't want to say anything bad about my favorite female catnip, but for Lance's sake, I told the truth. This is nothing like Speedhound's cape. You can be upset, it's okay. Lance's lip quivered. I don't like it. I know. I patted his neck with my paw. Now that Lance had taken his medicine, I was next. I trotted down the hall and hid in the bathroom sink, hoping to be left alone. Soon I smelled catnip approaching, but I didn't smell any medicine. Not yet. Hi, Ringo. She gently lifted me from the porcelain sink. She petted me and cooed and whispered sweet nothings. This was a bad sign. I knew what came next. Hairball stood in the kitchen holding another mangy towel. The wimp. He couldn't handle my razor-sharp claws. Catnip placed me on top of the counter. Hairball wrapped the towel around me, binding my legs. I was a kitty in a blanket. He held me in his arms like a swaddled baby. I glared up at him, not happy. Catnip opened a small package. Now I smelled the horrible medicine smell. Not the pill, I whined. I don't need it. I'm fine. I haven't seen a flea in forever. Well, maybe one, but it died instantly after biting me. That's because of the medicine. Lance sat on the floor below, looking up at Hairball and me. His cape lay limply over his back. If you don't take the pill, the next flea will make a home in your fur, and he and his wife will have ten million babies, and they will all bite you. Ew. Years ago, I had told Lance that information. I explained it so that Lance would know why the humans gave us a horrible pill to swallow every month. I didn't appreciate having the story thrown back in my face. Open up, said Hairball. I thrashed my head, flicking my tongue every which way. Catnip pushed the pill into my mouth. I spit the pill across the room. Ha! Nice shot! Catnip wagged her finger at me. She picked up the pill. Let's switch. She and Hairball traded places. She held me tight with the towel secured, preventing me from moving my legs or using my claws. Hairball held the pill between his fingers. No! I wagged my head all over the place. The room flashed and spun, making me dizzy. Catnip held my neck so I couldn't move it. Hairball stuffed the pill into my throat. The creep! He even held my mouth closed. The bitter pill went down like a lump of metal. I felt it moving slowly down to my stomach. Good boy, Ringo. Catnip opened the towel. I ran. Back in the sink, I plotted revenge against Hairball. Catnip was never to blame. Everything was Hairball's fault. Should I scratch up all the pictures he was in? Or claw holes in his clothes strewn on the floor? I could knock down his water glass, making sure to spill all over his smartphone. He always left a cup of water lying around. Ringo! Catnip's hand appeared in the doorway. She jingled a string of blue beads. I propped my head up. 
they just might be worth jumping out of the sink to attack. Let's try these on. Huh? What did she mean? I thought she wanted me to play with them. Catnip placed them around my neck. The necklace was at least four times the size of my neck. Most of it piled on my body. It felt heavy. I didn't like it. Here. She doubled the string around my neck, but it was still much too big and annoying. I didn't like anything weighing me down. With my front paws, I pushed the necklace off. Aw, oh, don't you like it? No, I meowed. If only she could understand me. She put the beads on me again. I pushed the necklace off and onto the bathroom counter. Again and again, she slipped it over my neck. I wiggled out or pushed it off while remaining in the sink. I didn't want to make the effort to get out. I wanted to rest. For once, catnip was making me angry. I hated these beads. How could she not see that? Catnip was persistent. She wrapped the necklace around one of my ears and took a picture. I was not smiling. This was worse than the time Lance pinned me down and refused to let me go for two days. Of course, he said it was only ten minutes, but it felt like two days. And worse than when she and Hairball forced me to take my medicine. I never thought anything could be worse than that. With vigor, I thrashed my head back and forth. The beads flew off and landed on the bathroom floor. Ringo. Catnip picked up the necklace. She kept trying to put it on me. I wriggled and squirmed and threw it off each time. Didn't she know this was cruel and unusual punishment? Come on, Ringo, I want you and Lance to wear something for Halloween. On the last attempt, I swiped my paw at the hand, holding the necklace. Ouch! She dropped the beads on the counter. The necklace hit like heavy raindrops. To my horror, her hand had a red scratch on it. See what you did? She showed me her wound. I slunk down into the sink, feeling awful. It wasn't serious, but still. You pushed me too far, I explained as she applied antibiotic ointment to the scratch. I didn't mean it, sorry. She patted my head. I'm sure all she heard from me was meow, 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 mew. It's okay, Ringo. Maybe she knew I was apologizing. She took the necklace away and left. I hopped out of the sink. I trotted down the hall where Lance sat in his cape looking forlorn. He was upset, but he hadn't scratched anybody over it. The doorbell rang. Catnip with a bowl of candy scurried to the door and opened it. Usually Lance ran barking to see who was there. I guess playing dress-up sapped his energy. I sat on my haunches beside him. Together we watched each time Catnip opened the door and a group of kids in costumes yelled, Trick or treat! She gave them some candy. What's that? Lance stared at one of the kids. I think he's Superman. With a red cape, Lance lamented. Excuse me, said the boy dressed as Superman. He pointed at Lance. Is your dog supposed to be Speedhound? Catnip nodded proudly. Yes. Cool. The group of kids skipped away, swinging their buckets. I turned to Lance. His tail was wagging. He knew I was Speedhound. Catnip walked over and patted our heads. Don't worry, boys. After tonight, no more dress-up for another year. She walked away. Lance and I glanced at each other and sighed.
Happy Halloween. Interview conclusion. Question for Lance and Ringo. What did you learn from each other? Lance, lying on the couch. We both dislike our medicine, and we don't like dressing up. Ringo beside the dog. You can say that again. We both... Ringo lifts his paw. Stop. I didn't mean to actually say it again. Lance, head tilted. But you said... I know, it's an expression. Like when Speedhound says, all for the love of people and animals. Sort of. Or when he says, I'm not hurt, I just have to take this thorn out of my paw and I'll be fine. Not exactly. Lance jumps to the floor, standing. Or justice is swift and has four legs. No, never mind. Did you really scratch M? Yes, but I said I was sorry. That's good. I never thought I could be angry at my favorite female. I've never been angry at either of them. I've been angry at Hairball lots of times. Sometimes humans go too far. I was disappointed that the cape wasn't the same as Speedhound's. At least somebody knew you were supposed to be Speedhound. Lance, tail wagging. That made me so happy. If we can keep Catnip from trying to dress us up next year, that would be great. Yeah. Also, we need an alternative to the medicine. Like what? Like no medicine. But... I know, we need flea protection. But isn't there another way? Lance runs down the hall. Speedhound will know the answer. Ringo hops to the floor. Where are you going? Ten minutes later, Lance trots into the room, paper in mouth. I wrote him and got an answer back. What? How? Lance drops the note. Never mind. You have to be in the secret society of Speedhound, and you're not. What secret society? He responded already? That makes no sense. Do you want me to read this? Yes, but what? Why? How? Oh, fine. Just read it. It says, take your flea medicine. Sincerely, Speedhound. What do you think of that, Ringo? The End This audio recording is narrated by the author. When Humans Go Too Far is a short story in a collection. Each story is a fun tale about Lance and Ringo, my pets. Although their adventures were derived from actual events, each story is a work of fiction. This audio recording is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution No Derivatives License. That means you can share it with anyone, but do not sell it or change it. So please, do share the story. To read more adventures from Lance and Ringo Tales, visit lanceandringotales.com. That's www.lanceandringo. T-A-I-L-S dot com. Thanks for listening.